Trapcast Express. Tradcast Express, it's Thursday, January 10th, 2019. Today, Pope Francis sent out a tweet that says, quote, The spirit of the world is conquered with a spirit of faith, believing that God is really in the brother and sister who are close to me, unquote. While that figures, Francis mentions the importance and necessity of faith not for attaining eternal salvation, but rather to push one of his favorite talking points, namely serving man, humanity. Yep, for Francis, God is merely the means to an end. The end is man. It's all about man. And he uses, or rather misuses, God to that end. Being a naturalist, Francis' ultimate focus is on earthly life, not on attaining the beatific vision. Now, let's recall that the greatest commandment is the love of God for his own sake. And the second greatest commandment is the love of neighbor for the sake of God, not for the sake of the neighbor. Man was made for God and not God for man. But Francis inverts this and makes everything ultimately about man and his temporal life on earth. And that's why he's always concerned with making the world a better place, getting plastic out of oceans, opening showers for the homeless in St. Peter's Square, and so on. Now, don't get me wrong. Of course, we must help alleviate the sufferings of our fellow men as far as possible because Christ commanded it, and we cannot truly love God without loving our neighbor, who was made by God. But the motive must ultimately always be the service of God and not the service of man for man's sake. This world is not our home. It is only a temporary place, and when all of history comes to an end, all souls will be reunited to their bodies, some to glory, some to shame, and every single person who was ever created will either spend eternity in heaven, those who died in sanctifying grace, or in hell, those who died in mortal sin, or in the limbo of infants, those who died in original sin only. That's it. So all our efforts with regard to making the world a better place have to keep that final goal in mind, the beatific vision of God in heaven. Everything else has to be subordinated to that ultimate goal, because that is the reason why we were created. We were made by God in order to enjoy him eternally in heaven. And if we miss that goal, then nothing else we ever did matters. If we don't make it to heaven, we will be an eternal failure, and the very purpose of our existence will be forever frustrated. Now, if this isn't what you've been hearing from Pope Francis, well, there's a reason for that. The man is not a Catholic. Now, he will, of course, on rare occasion, say something perfectly orthodox and edifying, But this is then either relativized later, or contradicted, or simply drowned out by endless drivel about other things that are either heretical, erroneous, or simply not that important. So, for example, the Vatican last year sponsored a conference on the care of meteorites. I kid you not, and frequent listeners to this podcast heard me mention it some months ago, yes, the care of meteorites. And today the news broke that the Vatican now has its own sports team, its own first ever official track athletics team. 
so they can participate in international competitions. Because that's really important, you know. Well, once again, it's about man. God is just a footnote here who has invoked every time there needs to be some renewed impetus to bow down to man because Francis hijacks God for that nefarious purpose. And not even just to bow down before man, but to kneel before him. Remember that? That was one of the things that Francis said very early on, I think it was back in 2013, that we ought to kneel before the poor. And he does. I mean, whenever there's a refugee who needs to have his feet washed, Francis is right there with towel in hand on his knees. But when he's in front of what he supposedly believes is the literal body and blood of Christ and the monstrance, and not some metaphorical presence of Christ, that's when his knees suddenly give out and he prefers to stand or needs a chair. That poor fellow. By the way, the Vatican has never explained why Francis doesn't kneel or even genuflect. In any case, today at the Casa Santa Marta, the Frankster issued the estimated 5019th papal condemnation of gossip. You know, yes, gossip, and by that we typically mean detraction, or calumny, backbiting. Yeah, gossip is sinful, but for heaven's sakes, we don't need to be told that twice a week. You know, all the while he's out there calling the abortionist Emma Bonino a great Italian, uh, saying Martin Luther was a witness to the gospel, and uh, teaching that adultery is basically just a less-than-ideal quasi-marital union. You know, I think that the reason why he's so obsessed with gossip is that he is afraid. He is terribly afraid. Like any ruthless dictator who has increasingly isolated himself and doesn't know whom to trust anymore, he is scared to death of what people are saying about him behind his back and uh, what they're finding out about what he's been doing behind the scenes and what they're saying about the many morally compromised people he keeps surrounding himself with. Remember what the German leftist political journal Der Spiegel wrote last September? They quoted an unnamed senior Novus Ordo cardinal in the Vatican as saying that Francis, quote, preaches mercy, but in reality he is a cold-blooded, cunning Machiavellian, and what is even worse, he lies, unquote. Well, the hypocrisy may be one thing, but what is truly the worst of all is that he does not preach Catholicism. He preaches instead a false gospel. Last year, when he visited Estonia on September 25th, he said the following at an ecumenical assembly of youngsters, quote, You boys and girls, young people, know this. When a Christian community is truly Christian, it does not engage in proselytism. It only listens, welcomes, accompanies, and walks, but does not impose anything, unquote. Right. Unless, of course, the topic is political issues like migrants and refugees, environmental concerns, border walls, and so forth. Then he, Francis, is at the forefront, not of listening and accompanying, but of imposing, like there's no tomorrow. That's clear. But I mean, what an idiotic thing to say, right? The Christian community only listens, welcomes, accompanies, and walks. Right. That's what the apostles did, isn't it? I mean, they, they went into the whole world and listened. And they welcomed and accompanied and walked. 
I mean, this is so obviously false. You don't need to have a very thorough understanding of the New Testament to see what utter bunk this is. I mean, just read the Acts of the Apostles, even if it's just the first few chapters. That's proselytism you find there, and there's a good reason for that. That reason is found in St. Mark's Gospel, chapter 16, verses 15 through 16, where our Lord says, quote, Go ye into the whole world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be condemned. Unquote. Yeah. Listen and accompany my eye. All right. Uh, before we go, the Recognize and Resist trads have released a barrage of different articles since last October, all arguing why Paul VI, whom Francis canonized on October 14th, is nevertheless not a saint. Or if he is, then that doesn't really mean anything. You know, it just means he somehow made it to heaven. Now, I haven't yet had a chance to look through all of these articles, but I think we can boil the entire controversy down to one basic argument. You have, on the one hand the man who is acknowledged by these people to be the Pope, the vicar of Christ on earth, to whom submission is owed in matters of religion. And the supposed vicar of Christ solemnly declared this in the canonization ceremony on October 14, 2018. Quote, For the honor of the blessed Trinity, the exaltation of the Catholic faith, and the increase of the Christian life, by the authority of our Lord Jesus Christ, and of the holy apostles Peter and Paul and our own, after due deliberation and frequent prayer for divine assistance, and having sought the counsel of many of our brother bishops, we declare and define blessed Paul VI, and then he mentions a few others, to be saints, and we enroll them among the saints, decreeing that they are to be venerated as such by the whole church in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Unquote. Bam! And then we have on the other side people like Christopher Ferrara, John Salza, John Lamont, and Peter Kwasniewski not quite vicars of Christ, but self-appointed correctors of the same, solemnly declaring, no. Now let me ask you this, ladies and gentlemen. Which of these two declarations sounds like it comes with infallibility attached? Tradcast Express is a production of Novos Ordo Watch. Check us out at tradcast.org, and if you like what we're doing, please consider making a tax-deductible contribution at novosordowatch.org slash donate.